Hi everybody, welcome back to another episode of Breadcrumbs of Inspiration. Uh, today we have a really interesting guest, David Strauss, who is a transformation coach, a father, a poet, and what I found the most interesting about him is what he says he is, is a person who helps others discover the miraculous inside of them. Uh, from my uh, work with him and, and going into his work, I have found he has a very powerful way of helping people identify their sole purpose. Uh, which in my opinion, everybody needs to do on some level in their life. Uh, so today we're going to be diving into that as well as other things. But help me welcome none other than David Strauss. And Tom, thanks for having me here. And it's a pleasure to have this conversation with you. And, you know, when you... Uh, it's interesting because when, when you introduce me, mm -hmm. right, the first thing you said was that I'm a, I'm a transformational coach. Mm -hmm. And I would say the I would put at the top of my list is that I'm a father. Ah, beautiful. And the other thing that you said when you introduced me, and I love the introduction and it's generous and, and I appreciate it. Yeah. But I'm using it as a way of kind of getting into the conversation. Yeah. Is I think that you conveyed that I say that I help people find the miraculous. Mm. And I want to clarify that. What I want to say is, that I'm in search of the miraculous every moment of every moment. Mm. And so when I have the pleasure of speaking with you, with my clients, with a room of people, I get to remind them. Mm. And it's really a very selfish thing of, for me <laughs> to do because the process of reminding somebody else, yes. I'm really reminding myself. And when I remind myself, I get to find the miraculous again and again and again and again. Mm. And I know that if I'm finding it again and again and again and again, surely I'm only able to find it mm. because whomever I'm speaking with is also discovering it. Mm. Um, so now, now, so th that's, that's why I love doing this. Yeah. And I can't imagine, like I don't think of this as work. I just think of this as being. Yeah. That's powerful. Um, and I resonate with everything you just said. And thank you for clarifying, because I think it's important for people to realize that everything's already inside of them. Um, something I've heard you say on more times than one is that you just simply help people remember. I've heard you say it on multiple occasions that anything you're going to say, people don't already know. And exactly. I'll let you build on that before we rewind. And I definitely want to talk about before we go here, I guess let's first let's maybe you share um, what I was just alliterating to about you're not going to say anything that people don't already I'll know. I'll jump into that. Yeah. And what I'm what I'm going to do. And what is... do you mean exactly by that? Let's say someone doesn't have a spiritual background. Let's just say um, most of my audience does, but let's just say they don't. So you yeah. can speak to you know both sides. Absolutely. Well, I'll say it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's nothing I'm going <laughs> to say that you don't already know. Yeah. That I know for sure. But to be clear, because we don't know who's watching, I'm going to say it to all of you. Whether this is the first time you're tuning into Anton's podcast or you've seen all of them, there's nothing I'm going to say that you also don't already know. But I might say something that you haven't thought of recently or that you haven't thought of recently. Mm. Or I might say something that you haven't thought of in this lifetime. Mm. 
But when I say it, if it lands for you, if it feels like it's already inside of you, mm. it means you already know it. And that's what an aha moment is. Because when we have those aha moments, it's like, it's, it's like all of a sudden you're reminded of something you've known your entire life, yes. but you haven't thought of yet or you haven't thought of recently. Mm. And so what I love doing is really helping people remember those aspects of themselves. Wow. So, so your question was, what does that mean? What yeah. does that mean for somebody that might not come to this conversation? <clears throat> and what I want to say is the majority of people that I work with wouldn't self-identify as spiritually inclined. Right. Right. Because I work with a lot of people inside of corporate, in, inside of corporations. Right. You know, I work with CEOs. I work with VPs. I work with the executive C-suite, whatever it is. Yep. Also, you know, I work with people outside of that venue as well but um you know my my background is is being an entrepreneur and being inside of right the the boardroom and i want to talk about that and i definitely want to talk about that but what i love is i love to actually marry the understanding of what we may identify as the spiritual or of the universal right with the mundane with the Mm. everyday and so when I'm speaking to somebody who doesn't self-identify in a, in a spiritual way, nothing changes right. because the languaging works for both of us. If, if somebody doesn't self-identify with something spiritual, they certainly can identify with epiphany. Yes. Right. And with the feeling of epiphany mm. or the feeling of what is your gut telling you right now? What do mm. you know? What mm. do you know to be true? Mm. Right. Mm. And in our training in school, we learn to pay attention to the data that is the data we, we kind of measure with, with our brains in our head yes. rather than the, the thinking mechanism in our chest. Mm. And so the goal is to integrate the two. Yeah. Right. So that they're both aligned. And when Mm. you're in, when, when, when you have that alignment, you are able to become self-aware of what you already know inside. Mm. That's beautiful. The way I'm taking it is, you know, wisdom, universal knowledge pierces through any beliefs because it's a truth. It's a truth. I guess I'm trying to think of, cause I, I did a podcast on, the topic of death, which was really interesting. Yeah. And I look at it as a very positive way to embrace life more fully if you realize it's going to come to an end. But there's people who actually don't see it like that. They actually take it very negatively, like life has no meaning, no purpose, this and that. So I guess I asked the question because I guess I want the information to land for everybody. And if people don't have any sense of a soul, you know, how does... Is it because it's truth or it's because it's universal wisdom? I guess that's just where my head went. Yeah. Uh, everybody that we may have a conversation with, that, that, that anybody that's watching this, right? Yeah. It's going to land for each person differently. So part of my awareness when I'm working with somebody is what's the languaging mm. that's going to land for you mm. versus what's going to land for somebody else. Mm. The reason it ultimately lands is because it's a truth for them inside of them. Got it. Uh, There's layers to this, right? 
Um, and I'm, I'm going to mention the layers and then I'm going to also say where we want to be careful, I think. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I think that shorthand, if you and I are chatting, we understand when we talk about what we might say is a universal truth. Right. Where we could hit a rabbit hole with that is that there are a lot of people who think that they're embracing a truth and they go to war for that truth. Mm. Right. So if you think a truth is going to take you to war, it's not a truth. Mm. Do, do, do you know what I mean? Because, because ultimately there's a, a feeling of expansion within us or a mm. feeling of contraction within us. Mm. And if we think that we're embodying a truth that makes us feel contracted, what's happening is we're actually creating separation between me and you. That that's not what I would call a universal truth. That's, that's an opinion that somebody right. thinks is true and they might die for it. But if it's contracting them, if it's making them feel separate, um, then it's, it's creating the opposite effect of what a truth feels like. Mm -hmm. Because when you're embodied with the feeling of truth, you're actually embodied with the feeling of expansion, of inspiration, of tremendous consciousness. Yes. And you don't have a desire to create separation. You have an ins a desire to create in, uh, uh, an embrace. Mm. It doesn't that. mean that you don't stand up for what you believe in, right? right. It right. doesn't mean that you don't go on the street and march right. if you believe in something. That right. I'm separating, like you can take action that's even more powerful. Right. Mm -hmm. Because if you look at the leaders in the world that are true leaders, Martin Luther King. Yeah. Um, Gandhi. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, Mandela. Yes. OK. If you look at true leaders in the world, doesn't mean that, you know, nobody's always perfect. Right. Not, it's not. not that everybody's always feeling this way, but leadership comes from our ability to integrate a, a deep level of consciousness mm. with one's voice and one's ability to articulate their voice and their way in a way that only they can because there's only there's only one Anton there's only one David there's right we're we're each individual I guess does, right this makes sense I mean look, total we, sense. we could keep talking about this like <laughs> you know it's right. There's there's no end to this conversation. Yes. So I'm I'm only stopping because I don't want to. No 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 no. You're I I love what you're saying and I think that will drive my thoughts home with what I was thinking and maybe other people could relate to it and I think what you just said puts the cherry on top and kind of closes it out in a sense. But let me let me connect the dots between that and the sole purpose work that I do. Let's do it. Because the reason why I love doing soul, the soul purpose work and, and yeah. you know, um, it's S-O-U-L purpose, yes. right? Soul purpose. Yes. Is because when we are able to identify and articulate our soul purpose, yeah. we feel expanded inside. And you don't ever have to have this conversation with me about a soul purpose to feel expansion. Mm. It's simply a tool. Yes. Right. So yes. I have zero attachment. I've I've kind of created this process, mm. but I have no attachment to it. Got like it. there are many people in the world that can identify and feel within their own inspired self. 
yeah. and know how to even become more inspired and more inspired and, and never articulate their sole purpose. Mm. In fact, articulating your sole purpose is limiting because we create limiting beliefs every time we say something like what I just said is a limiting belief. Mm. And what I just said is a limiting belief. <laughs> right. and, and what I just said is a limiting belief. <laughs> right? So ultimately, the tool of identifying and creating and articulating your sole purpose is to help us remember how to create that expansion inside of us. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, it's about getting there without even needing it. Right. But it's a good place to start for people that want a starting place that's powerful so before we dive into yeah. the sole purpose statement and identifying one sole purpose and maybe you walking me through some of those that exercise um how did you get here like i know you you sold a company and you're an entrepreneur and in your essence but i guess talk to me about before getting into this work who were you what was your life like and in my experience Anybody who gets into this work, <laughs> at some level, they've been through their own pain and they try to find ways to cope with it and maybe they found solutions and now they want to give back because they have something so powerful and they want to share it. Um, that's my personal opinion. It seems to be a trend. It may not be true for you, but who were you before? I guess, what happened when you sold your company? What transitioned? I heard you talk a little bit about this, but I want to go a little bit deeper and, and give people a background on who you are. Sure. Uh, uh, who you were and who you are now. Yeah, yeah. So I'm a dad. <laughs> and uh, I've been a dad for, you know, at least 17 years. Yeah. Because that's the age of my oldest son. <laughs> wow. Um, but I actually think being a dad starts before the, the child comes. So that's totally. why I said at least. Hopefully it does. I have two kids. The oldest is 17. The youngest is nine. They just love them to death. And... I've always been fascinated with the unknowns of the universe. So mm -hmm. the fascination has always been inside of me. It was inside of me when I was a, a little kid. That's interesting. And somewhere in my youth, I kind of went from that fascination to thinking to myself that I needed to dive into something mm. in in the world like i i was fascinated with technology i was fascinated with what we could do with technology and uh i had just finished graduate school i was making films and my business partner and i realized how difficult it was to get the films we were making out into the world mm. and we began to think about what can we build in order to help others get their films out into the world mm. and it was that first company that we built that we ended up selling to amazon and then i worked for amazon for a while but early days of that company just to give you an example of a version of who i was yeah. right i remember very clearly in 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 the early days of that company yeah i remember sitting in my office space and i was on the phone with a investor Mm -hmm. And I was interrupted by someone who worked for us, a, a wonderful young woman at the time. And she and I are, are friends today. Mm -hmm. 
but she came into the office and it flustered me. And using the languaging that I know now, right, it, it made me feel really contracted inside mm. because all of a sudden my conversation with this investor, which was the most, in my mind, the most important conversation that I could have because I needed to fund the company, continue mm. to fund the company, right? Mm. So I was nervous mm. and I was interrupted. Mm. And the way in which I reacted to the person who walked in <laughs> is not the version of who I am today, right? Like, and we've all I, had. That. I mean, I just, I just lost it. Yeah. I'm like, what do you mean you're, you're interrupting me? I mean, it wasn't right. And like, I think I apologized at least a half a dozen times. Right. And like I said, everything was fine. But that version of me that just reacted like that, like I was able to see that, mm. and I didn't like it. Mm. And it didn't mean that I understood how to evolve from it right away. Right. Because I was a young entrepreneur. I've always thought of myself as somebody that could move a mountain. Like yeah. if you asked me to move a mountain, I'll, I would figure it out. Yeah, yeah. But the intensity behind how I would do it then versus how I would do it now yeah. is a little different, <laughs> right? Is that right. a good way of explaining it? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so I had those types of things occur yeah. and I had enough self-awareness at least to be aware that I was in kind of that mold. Got it. Alongside, uh, while I was starting my business, yeah, I had, um, there were times as an entrepreneur, I didn't make any money. So I would sometimes have to leave my company to produce commercials and I would get paid to produce and direct commercials. So I would be running a company and then I wasn't paying myself running the company and I would need money. So I'd, wow. I'd would be hired to produce or direct and I'd spend two days three days, I'd make a little bit of money, and then I'd go back to work, right? Which and, is what an entrepreneur does when they're beginning. Mm -hmm. And my partners and I are really close, and we all kind of had to do what we needed to do, right? Yeah. One of the producers that used to hire me uh -huh. to, to make commercials was more hot-headed than I was. Okay. <laughs> and um, would sometimes come into the production office just yelling mm. and being able to see that and see the effect of that. And then I also saw this person's humanity though, because mm. this person was also this amazing individual. Mm. When I was running my company, I wasn't, I wasn't paying myself. Yeah. So I had to also find a way to earn a living. So because of my background in filmmaking and, and whatnot, I would take time off every once in a while and I would produce and direct commercials. Mm. And one of these wonderful people that would hire me, you know, um, was, was I think more hot-headed than I was. Mm. Like he, he sometimes would come into the production office and just yell. It's totally For, unconscious, just just, just But I wouldn't say he was, he, it, like, this is somebody that I care for, and I yeah. wouldn't call him unconscious. Got it. Overall, I would say that he would forget, and he would forget his consciousness. He would forget who he was, and he would come in and he would yell. That's a good way to look at it. And um, I was sometimes the recipient, right? <laughs> <laughs> I sometimes was the observer of him doing it. I also, I also witnessed how generous this individual was at times. Right. But but it helped me recognize in 
the growth of who I became as a leader, what, what worked and what was good and what wasn't good. And it helped bring more self-awareness to me. Mm. And, and just, just so you know, um, you know, it's been many years and I have kept in touch with that individual. I'm not right. sure he recognizes how much of a teacher he was to me, um, in, no. in, in many ways. And, yeah. uh, and he's, He's a wonderful individual. Yeah. But but I got to have that learning from him. Yep. And kind of bringing that back into, into the flow of building my own company, mm-hmm. I was also managing my relationship with my board and recognizing um, I had one shareholder who was on the board, who the version of me back then perceived this shareholder. So listen to my languaging, right? The version of me back then perceived this shareholder as being very aggressive. Mm. Whether he was aggressive or I would think he was aggressive now, I don't know. But the version of me back then perceived this person as being very aggressive. Makes sense. And I didn't know how to manage it. Mm. And... I had, go ahead. You didn't know how to manage him or your reaction? Both. Both. Got it. Both. I would break down inside. I would lose it. I wouldn't know. Like, it would really. Right. And he works for you. Like, he works with you. Well, he was a board member. Yeah. Like, you know, (laughs) in his mind, I think he thought that he was running the company. Like, you know what I mean? Yep. Which also helped me learn what it means to be a board member for somebody else and be an advisor for other entrepreneurs, which I love to do. Yeah. I had this amazing attorney come to one of the board meetings and this woman saw the interaction I had with this particular shareholder. Mm -hmm. And after the board meeting, she pulled me aside and she said, David, I'm going to give you some advice that I don't think I've ever given to an entrepreneur before, but I have this intuitive sense you're going to understand me Hmm. and I just want you to do it. She said, I want you to go take boxing lessons and Tai Chi. (laughs) And she gave me the name of the person she wanted me to learn boxing and Tai Chi from, the same person. And I did. Mm. And what she was doing was that was the first moment where I recognized the integration of the heart and the head, right? Mm. When you box, you have to understand the positioning of where you are and how to protect yourself yeah and the tai chi brings a um fluid spiritual connection to the movement and what she hypothesized which she was right is that through learning this i would be able to enter a board meeting and be able to have the capacity to take on somebody who might have been perceived by me then as being aggressive and I think that that was a big aha moment for me right and and then you know I it it wasn't the first thing I learned in this in this way and it was far 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 from the last because I've dived into so many different modalities as I've continued to do this work right and I consider myself a student of this work I just sometimes get to be the teacher, but mm. that's just because 
I just get to sometimes, yeah. but I'm very much a student of it. And it's where, it's where that process of recognizing how our expansion, how our consciousness, our inspiration allows us to hold the presence for anything we need to hold the presence for. Mm. It's beautiful. So where does it transition for you? So you had your own company, you got these beautiful lessons along the way. It was really like d dominoes <clears throat> that were setting you up or stepping stones to set you up to where you are today. So what was the duration of time of you having your own company, selling it? And then where was like the big distinction of, I want to do this. Like I want to help people find their sole yeah, purpose. It kind of just like I tripped into it. Okay. And, and what I mean by that is, so I, I sell my company to Amazon. Mm -hmm. uh, I begin to run an LA division of Amazon. Mm -hmm. And I'm there with my partners. And all of a sudden, I'm in this big organization. And part of what I love about running my own company is developing product and figuring out how to support our customers and how to bring value to our customers. Yeah. Part of what I love is being able to bring value to shareholders. Like I feel like there's this relationship there that I just love nurturing. Yeah. And a big piece of what I love is creating opportunity for people that work for me. Mm. And so uh, I have many examples of how I created opportunity for people that work for me. Yeah. And when all of a sudden I was inside of this big organization, while I had a lot more resources, the idea was that I was kind of in this box, like I needed to do this. And as I started to have conversations with employees around growth and around leadership development, what kind of came back to me from other leaders within the organization is stay in your lane. Hmm. And that didn't feel comfortable to me. Hmm. What do you mean stay in my lane? Like I was an entrepreneur. <laughs> I was the CEO. Like my lane was everything. Was everything. <laughs> right. And for somebody to say stay in your lane, it started to kind of feel awkward. Yeah. At the same time, because I had sold my company, people thought, oh, this guy knows what he's talking about. Could be nonsense, but the perception is there. Right. So I was getting phone calls from people outside of the company mm. just to say, hey, can you give me advice on this or can you give me advice on that? Mm. So one, advice and coaching are completely different, but it's how it started. It's kind of how I tripped into it, yeah. where all of a sudden I'm speaking to people outside of my company. I'm realizing they should make one of these things that kind of are just suspended in air so so I can move my hands around and not. Um, but all of a sudden I'm having conversations with individuals and I'm realizing I can do that outside of the organization I was working in. Got it. And at the same time, two people in my life both started to talk to me about coaching and about kind of where to go to dive into, like they, they brought it to me. Oh, cool. And so it was a combination of that, that kind of made me want to dive into it. Got it. So it was just, you know, being an entrepreneur, leading people, helping people in, in different ways. And then it started with work and then it kind of branched out to maybe personal life and they were asking you advice on certain things. So it seems like it was just a very organic kind of natural process. So when was the moment when you're like, was it because of the own lane thing or was, when was the moment of like, 
I'm not doing this anymore. I'm going this way. Was well, there was a moment when I was inside of the, the big corporation where I realized this isn't what I want to be doing. So I sold the company to Amazon and it was merged into a division that Amazon already owned. Okay. Called IMDb. And you had said that. Okay, I understand okay. now. And so then I ran the LA growth division. of IMDb. Got it. Okay. And I realized this isn't, at a certain point, I realized this isn't where I wanted to be. The people within that organization were amazing. I, I feel very lucky to have gotten that experience. Yeah. I knew I didn't want to be there. Got it. At, at some point, I chose to leave. And I l chose to leave thinking that I was going to dive into this work. But because I knew how to run a company, I ended up with my partner starting a second tech company. Got it. Um, that was also successful. Yeah. And I dived into this type of work. And when I say this type of work, like sometimes it's coaching, sometimes mm -hmm. it's public speaking, sometimes it's writing. But the more I've dived into it, the more expansive it's become so that I don't want to limit it to just saying it's it's coaching. But I yeah. get to I get to interact with people and help them find the miraculous in one way or the other. Yeah. And and now this is what I'm doing. Beautiful. So I guess let's shift gears now and, and talk about what you're doing now. And what is the miraculous? What would you say the miraculous is? Because you're helping people find remember the miraculous inside of themselves. I know it can't be identified, but if you had to, how would you identify it? So tell me a moment in your life when you felt pure joy, when you felt at one with the universe again i'm kind of languaging this for you anton yeah, and it's yeah, yeah. not necessarily how i would language it for everyone yeah but i know you yeah <laughs> so so i'm 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 dancing with you in a way that i'm there's a part of me that doesn't want to use those terms and there's a part of me like oh it's anton right like when have you felt the most expansive in your life it's it's forever expanding for me at this point in my life it happens about every day some stage of my day would it be fair that when it happens it's a moment that you just surrender into wherever you are <laughs> absolutely okay so the truth is the miraculous exists in front of us and within us every moment of every moment mm -hmm. but we have to die to see it mm -hmm. we have to die to see it wow I felt that in my tummy. Right. Yeah. And that's what I mean, that I'm never going to tell you something you don't already know. Yeah. Right. Because that's like a, you already knew it. That's a really powerful answer to a really complex question I just asked. That's very impressive. I have a poster in my uh, office, um, uh, a piece of art. It says the answer is simple. Because <laughs> it's so simple, right? Yeah. But for we forget. Yeah. Though. Right. We forget. Absolutely. And it's the forgetting that doesn't allow us to die. Mm. It doesn't allow us to surrender. Yeah. And it's what creates separation. Mm. Because every time I surrender and I allow myself to die, I'm just that much closer to you. Yeah. And to everybody else. Mm. But the paradox is we think when we surrender, we're giving up and that's not what I'm talking about. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The paradox is we think that the more connected we are with others, the less individuated we are. Mm. But the truth is the more we can expand and be connected, the more we can find 
the truth within ourselves to speak our own voice and become individuated. Yes. If I asked you to write a poem and you felt contracted in your body, right? You wouldn't write a poem as magical as if you felt expanded. Yep. If you were in business and you needed to solve a problem and you felt frustrated or anxiety, that problem wouldn't come to you. The solution of that problem wouldn't come to you as easily as if you felt expanded. Yes. Right? Yes. If you were a mathematician that needed to figure something out, you'd figure it out more clearly from a place of expansion. Absolutely. But we forget. We totally do. So we put walls up. Yep. We do things that make us feel contracted. We do all of this unconsciously and we don't know. Yes. We point fingers. We judge. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, energy is everything, right? And some people can say energy, state, expansion. Um, to me, it's all the same. And yeah, I, I, I think it's so powerful and an un, like an underlying theme of something I always talk about as well to people is how important it is to get to that place of expansion, of high energy, of just outside of the limited self and into what I call the higher self. And like you said, when you're there, you can answer any problem because you don't see it as a problem. You see it as an opportunity, a challenge, a gift even. So talk to me about what is the sole purpose statement and maybe walk me through some of it. Uh, and I think it'll, although I, you and me speak the same, la- same language, I feel people will still be able to get value through that because, awesome. yeah, I think they'll see themselves and in, in us and me and um, ref- I'm just a reflection. So Great. I'd love to go into it. Awesome. A week or two ago, I was in a conversation with a client um, who took the meaning of expansion into a concept of above the line and below the line. Hmm. And I, I, I want to bring that into this conversation because I want to differentiate what I'm talking about and what other people might hear because you use the concept of higher self. Mm-hmm. And I know that when you use it, you're not you, you don't have a, a demarcation point, but I want to be sure everybody listening to us is kind of on the same page. All right. It's a good re- distinction to okay. have. Yeah. So Einstein said you can't solve a problem with the same level of consciousness that created it. So let's think of what that means for a moment. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's substitute the word consciousness with awareness. So you can't solve a problem with the same level of awareness that created it. So, Let's substitute the word awareness with inspiration. Mm. You can't solve a problem the same level of inspiration inside of your body that created it. Let's take your hands for a moment and everybody that's watching can do what what we're talking about as well. Use your hands as a barometer for how we feel. If we're feeling really contracted inside of our body, our hands are together like this. Yep. And if we're feeling really expanded inside of our body, our hands are wide apart like this. And there's no period at the end of expansion, right? So like our hands can be, right. you know, a million times more expansive than this. This is just this is just a tool that we're using. Yes. In this moment, how do you feel? Show me with your hands. In this moment. In this moment, I feel pretty freaking good. So I'd, I'd say I'm like about here. Awesome. So when you're feeling this, yeah. 
if you right now have any problem, hurdle, or concern yeah. in your life, it's equal to this, mm. right? And if you were feeling this, that problem, hurdle, or concern would even be more pressing. Yeah. But if you're feeling this and you have a problem, hurdle, or concern in your life, it's equal to this. So when Einstein says you can't solve a problem with the same level of consciousness that created it, the goal is to get our, our, our feeling inside of our body from this to this. Right, just a little bit of movement. If a we could push to good. this, then that means anything we feel here, we could figure out. Yep. doesn't mean it's not something we, can't, we don't have to figure out. We might still have to deal with it, but right. it's no longer a problem, hurdle, or concern, right? So when we talk about the, the sole purpose statement, it's a tool to allow us to go from wherever we're feeling in a given moment to a more expansive place. Mm. And guess what? If you're feeling this, you still will have a problem, hurdle, concern. Right. It's just that your problems, hurdle, concern are going to be this big yeah. instead of this big, right? Yeah. Like, you know, somebody, some Martin Luther King had problems or hurdles or concerns, but they were, right. they were global. You, do, do you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So... There's no period at the end of how expansive we can feel. So the, the work that we're about to dive into with sole purpose, again, it's a tool to create more expansion in our body, but we don't need that tool in order to create it. And that's important to understand. Got it. And it can be, in the beginning, something that people lean on to get them into that high energy state, expanded state. Exactly. And eventually, it hopefully, it's like a muscle. And eventually it becomes your dominant and you don't necessarily need or need to say it or relate with it, but it's just part of you. Exactly. And through understanding how this tool is created, you might find another tool. Yeah. Like you might say, oh, when I do this, it helps me trigger that more expansive state. And this is why I don't see a demarcation between one level and another yeah. because it's all relative. Right. Like, we could be feeling this, right? And this could be somebody else's contraction. <laughs> and then, and then there's always cool. more. And so there's no, there's no there to get to. There's just always more to experience and feel. Mm. Always. <laughs> so since we're diving in, I want to kind of just set up a, a container for us. Let's do it. Are you good if I'm just really direct with you? Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Are you good if I push you to your edge? Yeah. Awesome. If I say anything that doesn't resonate, do you promise to debate me? Yes, definitely. I don't want you to believe anything I'm saying. Okay. Okay, so listen up. I don't want any of you listening to this podcast to believe anything that I'm saying. I don't want you to ever believe something that somebody's saying. Because you're either going to know it because you feel it inside. And if it's a real knowing, that feeling will create expansion in your body. Or you need to debate it and we need to figure out where to go with it. Now, I'm on camera here, so it's going to be harder for you to debate me, but you're welcome to DM me on, on, on social media if you like. Yeah. But for us, debate me if I say something that doesn't land. Yeah, right? and I, I really love that because I think it's important to um, not give your power away. And I think people, you know, because of their own insecurities and, and different things that happen in their life, sometimes they trust another before they trust themselves. So I like how you made that distinction and, and the powers in the person's hands who's listening. And if something, you know, you're human, we're all flawed. 
um, it, just because you see it through your lens doesn't mean it's necessarily the truth. So I like that you you set that up because that automatically, me personally, it makes me feel more safe, it makes me feel more comfortable of like, eh, if there's something I don't like or resonate with, I'm going to let you know. So awesome. thank you for that. Cool. Cool. Is there anything else you want to put in this design? So I'm huge on affirmations. It's a it's a technique I learned from Tony Robbins. He calls them incantations, where it's pretty much affirmations, but very intensely, mm-hmm. where you pretty much yell them at the top of your lungs. And that's actually why my voice is messed up, because I do it very often, because um, it really helps me. And it helps me get to that really expanded place where I feel woo really good. So with those, it's more of, affirmations of empowerment of you know stepping into my truth living in my power serving at the highest level getting out of the way things like that so i guess my i would love to have a statement or a sentence or two sentences that when i say i don't need to scream it to let it really sink in i can just say it and it brings me to that place which is sounding like that's the goal. That's the goal of the, pur- the, of the whole sole thing. purpose statement. Yeah. 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 So if I can come to a place where I have that and I feel expanded just by saying it, that's great. Awesome. So let's see where we go with this. Yeah. Okay. I'm going <laughs> to ask you some questions. As I ask you these questions, I'm, I'm encouraging everyone that's watching that wants to participate to take a moment. You might want to pause the video and, and write down the answers to the questions. Don't overthink any of these answers because it's not about it's not about overthinking. It's about what comes to you um, just when you hear the question, and then when you're ready, hit play again, um, and we'll we'll continue the conversation together Sweet. and allow people watching to to dive in. Yeah, let's do it. Awesome. You have pixie dust. Okay. Pixie dust. Imagine this magical dust that you have and you could sprinkle it on everyone in the world. Yeah. And when you sprinkle it on everyone in the world, they feel a certain way. Write down how you want everyone in the world to feel when you sprinkle this pixie dust on them. Okay. Should I say it out loud too? Not not yet. Just keep it to yourself for now. Okay. Got it. Awesome. How do you want to feel when everyone in the world feels that way? Write that down. That's the second question. Got it. Okay. You're on a rocket ship. You could take the rocket ship anywhere in the known or unknown universe. You could take it to Montana. You could take it to Mars. You could make up where you're taking it. Okay. Write down the characteristics of the place that you take it. Ooh. Is there a limit or? No. Think of think of five, ten okay. characteristics. Okay. If five come easy to you, then think of eight. Do, do you know what I'm saying? If eight mm-hmm. come easy, then think of 10. Push yourself a little as you're thinking about it. Hmm. Just take a moment and think about it. And for everybody watching, take a moment and think about it. So when you say to list off the characteristics, do they have to list off a physical place or imaginary place? Or does that does it matter? It doesn't matter. And there's no right or wrong answers to these questions, Got right? It. Uh, and some of these questions are going to be easy for some people to answer. Others will be harder. Like it just depends. Cool. The, the goal is that we want, um, we want you to put down the characteristics. Right. Because it's the characteristics that also give us 
a window into those things that you're attracted to. Mm, got it. Cool. All right. Are you ready for the next question? Ready. Okay. You're 120 years old and you're on the porch of your home and your home is exactly where you want it to be. And you're looking out and people from throughout your life are coming to you. Mm. And they're coming to you to whisper a thank you into your ear. What are they thanking you for? Ooh. Write down what they're thanking you for. It could be the same thing. It could be different things. Write down what they're thanking you for. Good. Awesome. At four. <laughs> awesome. And, and for those of you who are watching from home, the reason why it's important to just write down what comes to mind is that this isn't an exercise that you want to spend a lot of time on. There's no right or wrong answers. This is about just writing down what comes to mind, what, what's there for you in the moment. You could always change your answers. You could always add to your answers. Um, don't, don't worry yourself about what your answers are or if you feel like one question is more difficult than the other. Write down what comes to you. Cool. Love it. Awesome. Yeah, it's like stream of consciousness, just yeah. whatever comes through. Exactly. Cool. Next question. You have access to a billboard. It could be a modern day digital billboard. It could be an old fashioned <laughs> billboard, right? Yes. But more people see this billboard than any other billboard in the world. Mm. You can put anything you want on it. You can put a picture. You can put a word, a sentence, a paragraph. What do you put on the billboard? for the world to see. I really like that. Awesome. <laughs> Isn't it interesting how some of the questions even light you up to think about what the answer is, right? Oh, it's so good. And other questions is like, uh, what am I gonna answer, <laughs> right, right? right? And that's cool because ultimately, ultimately one question can tell us where to go. Got it. Right? And yet we have more than one question because it's going to allow us to play with it. Right. And, and I know you. Yeah. So in some ways you and I could have dived into the next step, right. even without the questions. Right. But the questions allow me to see where you are right now. Yeah. And they allow us to show everybody watching this, a methodology to discover this. Totally. But like everything, the questions are just questions. Yeah. Epic. And make sure you guys are doing this. If you're not, if you're listening to it or if you're watching it on YouTube, uh, make sure you're pausing and doing this because if you listen and then come back, it's going to reveal things that are going to change your perspective on an answer in yourself that could actually be very, very beneficial to you. So make sure if you're listening, pausing and following the instructions, because I think by the end, you'll, you'll be super happy out there. Awesome. <laughs> When you go on vacation, where do you enjoy going? Do you enjoy, write this down as well, mm -hmm. do you enjoy the, the mountains or do you enjoy the ocean? Do you enjoy the city? Write down what of those, where do you, what's your preference when you go on vacation? Mm -hmm. And you may like all of them, but like if you needed to go, if you got an opportunity to go somewhere tomorrow, where would, where would that take you? Now, before we dive in okay. to the next phase of how we identify and articulate our soul purpose, yes. I want to create more structure around what this, what this is all about. Got it. Again, for everybody listening. Okay. Yeah. So imagine a huge oak tree. And on the oak tree, we have as many branches as somebody wants to have on their oak tree. Right. And the oak tree is a metaphor for us. 
Okay. Okay. So you, Anton, can have as many branches on your tree as you want. Yes. All right. And each branch represents who you are. Mm. So give me one statement that represents who you are right now. Passionate. I am passionate. Yeah. Right. I am passionate. So that's a branch on your oak tree. Mm. You're also a teacher. I am a teacher. That's a branch on your oak tree. Got it. Right. And uh, so, for example, on my oak tree, I'm a father, mm. right? I, I'm a husband. Yes. Right? Um, I'm a poet. Yes. Right? I'm a CEO yes. of a tech or former CEO of a tech company. Branches on my oak tree. Got it. Our sole purpose statement has nothing to do with our vocation. Mm. It has to be more expansive than our vocation. Mm. When we're lucky, we get to tie in the feeling of that sole purpose statement when we do whatever our vocation is and that's what allows us to feel to feel in flow yes right but it, but but it's not the vocation it's not the one thing so we could have as many things on the oak tree as we want the sole purpose statement we find not on the branches but on the trunk of the tree on the roots in the roots of the tree it's the statement that creates the power the foundation to hold everything else up And the reason why that's important is because if I associate, for example, let's say I associate who I am as a father as my sole purpose statement. Well, there are days when it's not easy to be a father. There are days when I sometimes feel like I hit a wall as a father. Mm. Now, if I feel like I hit a wall as a father, but I don't have something more expansive to go to in those moments, what's going to happen? Yeah. I'm I'm not I'm going to crash. Yeah. Like I'm not going to I'm not going to communicate well with my son. I'm not I'm just not going to know how to get around whatever the issue is. Yeah. But if I have a place that's more expansive to me than even being a father, which is freaking expansive to me. Yeah. I need to think for a second how what type of language I could use on your podcast. <laughs> no, no, you're good. Anything goes. <laughs> cool, man. Because <laughs> if I need to think about, you know, it right like yep. Like, I want to be there for my kid. Yeah. So if I feel contracted and if I feel equal to whatever that contraction is, I'm not going to be able to respond to my son the way I need to. Now, between you and me, I fuck up all the time. <laughs> like, <Right. laughs> I teach this stuff and it doesn't mean that I always know to do it. Yeah. And, and I'm human. Yeah. And thank God I get to be in this conversation with my kids because we're using them as an example because my kids can now say to me, okay, dad, where are you right now in this conversation? Like they <laughs> can call awesome. me on it yeah. and I just go, boom, right? I go to where I need to go. I feel like kids have a very good way of doing that to- too. <laughs> totally. And, <laughs> and, if I, and if my, if my sole purpose statement was who I am equal to that of a CEO, then I don't have the foundation to be able to be the CEO when things get difficult. Like the example I gave you when I was a, a, a young CEO and somebody walked into my office and I was like, ah, yeah, like that was bullshit that I did that. Yeah. But it was because I didn't know how to create that expansive inside of me. Instead, in that moment, I was equal to frustration. Mm. And when I was equal to frustration, I didn't know where to go. Right. That's all right. You can see. Right. So the sole purpose statement is at the roots of the oak tree. And I'm saying that because of the next step we're about to go into. Cool. So use ultimately the format of a, of a sole purpose statement can shift and change. It's an, it's an art, 
-hmm. but we're going to start with this format. I am the blank that blanks. Okay. Write that down. I am the blank that blanks. And everybody at home, write down, I am the blank that blanks. And now fill in the blanks. I am the blank that blanks. Fill in the blanks. So, by the way, we could have a hundred iterations of this, of right? Course. So I'm just asking you to write down the first iteration that comes yeah. to you. Okay. All right. And what did you write? I wrote, I am the soul that evolves and shares that evolution with others. Awesome. <laughs> and if you were to use your hands as a barometer, yeah. okay, and you were to say that statement, so kind of internalize that statement and say yeah. it, show me how you feel. Where are you? I am the soul that evolves and shares the evolution with others. I definitely think it can be stronger, so I'd, I'd probably say I'm out here. Great. It's good, but I know it can be more refined and stronger. Right. And because I want everyone at home watching this, yeah. like no matter where they are in this process to feel like they're in the right place for them. Yeah. Um, here are some of the things that I hear the first time I go over this. Yeah. I Sometimes I hear, I'm the guy that gets shit done. Uh, I'm the engineer that builds systems. I'm the VP that is in charge of sales. I'm the father that takes care of my family. I hear all those things as one's first iteration of what we're calling our sole purpose. And all those statements are as amazing as somebody that might start out with, I'm the soul that expands. So that's important to understand. Those statements, including your statement, man, right, is a branch on your tree. Got it. Right? Yeah. Even though that statement might be more expansive than I'm a teacher. Right. But by the way. For some people. Right. Like I'm a teacher can be very expansive. Totally. Totally. I'm not, I'm just saying, I'm, I'm saying that you are also a teacher and you're saying that I'm a soul. So the concept of the soul might be more expansive as teacher. It might be further down on the, on the tree, it's still a branch on the tree. Right. And where we're all going and it's all relative to each of us is we're finding that statement that is at the foundation of the tree, the roots of the tree. Got it. Okay. Down to the very okay. core. So in order to find that, tell me the answer to how you want everyone to feel in the world when you sprinkle them with pixie dust. I said joyful. Joyful. Yes. Okay. And... How do you want to feel when everybody feels joyful? I said grateful. <laughs> okay, wonderful. So let's use your hands as a barometer. Yes. Okay. And what I want to understand from you is when you feel joy in your body, Yeah. go to a moment of joy in your body, okay? Okay. And, and really kind of get into that feeling. Like pretend we're not having this conversation in front of your audience. Yep. Go into this feeling of joy and just use your hands as a barometer and kind of show me how you feel when you feel joy. Definitely feel, feel pretty big. Okay. Awesome. And, and now yeah, I want you to go and do the feeling of gratitude and Grat I want you to feel pretty high, high. So, so what I'm seeing very close, but what I'm seeing is, is that gratitude is more expansive for you than joy. Yeah. Okay, so just to be clear, yeah. and I'm playing with you a little bit. No, 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 totally. You, you, you want to sprinkle pixie dust on everyone. Yeah. And when you sprinkle pixie dust on everyone, you want them to feel joy. Yes. But you want to feel grateful. <laughs>
I guess so. <laughs> but do you see the difference? Like you're saying to everybody, I want you to feel, I want you to feel a nine so I can feel a 10. <laughs> and I know that's not what you mean. Of course not. Of course not. <laughs> but that's why we create limiting beliefs. Ah, and we're scared. We're actually scared to go for the gusto. Oh, wow. Okay. So, so think about this some more. If you feel gratitude, yeah. is that a container for joy? Absolutely. Right. Because if, if your feeling of gratitude is this, and it's going to be relative, all of our feelings are relative, which is why it's up to us to kind of identify this for each, for, for ourselves. And, and you can use this conversation as a way to model it when you have it, when you have the conversation with a friend or, or with yourself. But for you, Anton, you're telling me that you're feeling gratitude is this and joy <laughs> is this. That means joy encompasses, gratitude encompasses joy. Totally agree. Awesome. So, <laughs> interesting. is it fair to say if you had pixie dust and you were to sprinkle it on everyone in the world, yeah, you would want them to feel gratitude? Of course. Okay. Yes. Now let's go from there, okay? Okay, great. I want you to feel, I want you to go into your heart, and I want to know if there's an emotion that's for you more expansive than gratitude. Take a moment, go into, uh, go into your place where you do your breath work, where you become one with everything. And tell me if you identify a feeling for you that's more expansive than gratitude. So what's coming to my mind is awe. Awesome. Which I notice is gratitude is a carrier for awe. So we're moving up. Great. I, I feel. So for you, feeling awe. Yeah, just like encompasses gratitude. Yeah. So show me <laughs> as a barometer with your hands yeah. what awe feels like to you. Awe is just like I can't even believe it's real. Awesome. So <laughs> gratitude is inside of awe. Yeah. And joy is inside of gratitude. Yes. So awe right now encompasses all of that. Yes. Okay. So is it fair to say if you were to sprinkle pixie dust on everyone, you want them to feel the feeling of <laughs> I do, but I don't know if I want them to feel it forever. <laughs> well, we could talk about that and you're okay. not the first person to say that to me. Okay. And that's an interesting, that's an interesting thing to dive into. Okay. I'm very curious because that's and, where my mind went because it's almost because of the duality of life and the, you know, the yin and yang of it all. If you don't experience other emotions, it could become maybe mundane or maybe it couldn't. Maybe that's a limiting belief. It's a limiting belief. <laughs> it totally is. But here's the, here's <laughs> when the thing. When I was saying it, I realized you, it was you're, a But you're belief. not the first person to bring this up. Like I've had conversations with, with people who recognize the, the journey. Yeah. And they don't <clears> want to <throat> take that journey away from anybody. Okay. Do, do you see what I mean? Yeah, and, that makes sense. And 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 so I don't want to take that journey away from anybody as well. Yeah. And what I want you to know is that there's no period at the end of the journey. Yes. And every like like you actually think awe is a destination. I guess I kind of do. You do in that statement. Yeah. Because if you say to me you don't want somebody to always be in awe because you want them to have right. a duality. Right. The, the, what's behind that is you actually think awe 
exists in a destination and in order like it's all relative yeah there are people in this world that feel so contracted that being able to drink clean water can make them feel awe do do, do you see what i mean yeah and 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 don't you always want them to be able to drink clean water yes right (laughs) and so for them the feeling of awe then starts there and then it could become more expansive and all of a sudden it's not just about drinking clean water. Right. Right. So so we can feel the most awe that you can imagine mm. and know that wherever your imagination is right now about the biggest amount of awe inside of your body, yeah. it's infinitesimal to where it could actually go. And there's the duality. So duality always exists. Right. But that's where our limiting beliefs are. And that's mm. where we stop ourselves. Mm. Like, like if you have that if you have that feeling inside of your body about something you know i know i'm not telling you anything you don't already know no but it, this is this is great i love this but if you have that in your body about this imagine where else it exists in your life in relationships in yes. business in anything you do and i know who you are so like i know you live in a world where you believe and you know everything is possible. Absolutely. But, but just like me, because I fuck up, right? Right. We forget. Absolutely. And I forget. <laughs> and the only reason that I'm having this conversation with you is because I need to remember. Mm. Because I woke up this morning forgetting. Mm. Do you see what I mean? Like, well you put. get to remind me today. That's beautiful. And you get to remind me. Yeah. <laughs> so, so for right now, awe is the place that we've gone to. Yes. Okay, so we started with joy. Yep. We went to gratitude. Now it's awe. And we went to awe. And what's important to understand is, and I say this to you, and I say this to all of our friends watching, is that every single word is meaningless. Mm. It doesn't matter. Mm. I don't care what word it is. I only care about how the words make you feel. How the words make you feel. Right. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. Because... The word in and of itself is a limiting belief (laughs) because there's actually a word that's even for you going to be more expansive than all. Makes sense. Okay. Makes total sense. So, so this is about finding the set of words that we put into a sentence that trigger a feeling of tremendous expansion and whatever that set of words are the first time we go over it we know we've landed at the foundation of the tree at the roots of the tree when we feel like boom inside of our body got it but a month from now six months from now as we continue to grow as a tree grows yeah that statement may become a branch and we find a statement that's even more expansive yes until the day comes that you don't need the statement mm, just i am and you just know it's I am. Yeah. And then after it's I am, it's just I. I. And then after it's I, it's nothing. Nothing. <laughs> exactly. Because so even good. I am is a limiting belief. Right. Right. <laughs> and even I is a limiting belief. And then <laughs> Do you see what I mean? Absolutely. Okay. So. That's really good. If you and I were just working together yeah. and we didn't have an audience right now, yep. I'd dive into a statement with you. Okay. But because we have everybody watching and yeah. I asked you other questions, yeah. I'm going to go through the questions yeah, that's so fine. that I could set the stage so everybody knows the context of the questions. Um, 
Yeah. Is that cool? Totally cool. So what are your answers for the characteristics of where your, so your rocket I, ship is? I said uh, healthy, happy, wholesome, fun, adventurous, spiritually connected, present, passionate, and fearless. Awesome. So I'm going to write some of those characteristics down because it's going to give us information in how we build that statement. Okay. Sweet. Um, I heard fearless, healthy. Say again. Happy. Okay. Wholesome. Fun. Okay. Adventurous. Okay. Spiritually connected. And um, the second question I gave you was the billboard. Yes. Or the hundred. That- you're 120 years old. Yeah, 120. So what are people thanking you for? Uh, So first one was, thank you for helping me believe in myself. Mm -hmm. Thank you for helping me remember grace. Mm -hmm. Thank you for your commitment to growth. Mm -hmm. Thank you for dedicating your life to serving others. Great. And then the third question was the billboard. What do you put on the billboard? (laughs) I I really like this one. Uh, there is a part of you that is greater than you could ever imagine. Dedicate your life to finding it. Great. That one feels really good. I like that one. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's too demanding, but I think no, it, it's with love. <laughs> self to finding it. Great. There's a part of you that's greater than you that could ever imagine dedicate yourself to actually finding it. Do you see how that's connected to your feeling of wanting everyone to feel awe? Totally connected. Totally connected. It's another way of saying it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. And, and I'm, I'm showing this because as we go through these questions, the questions are just to help us recognize this other layer inside of ourselves. And sometimes when we do this work, we need somebody else to like, you know, ideally people are watching this with a friend and they're doing it in partners so that they could push each other. Right. 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 Yeah. Totally. Um, the last question was, where do you like to go on vacation? I said the ocean and out of curiosity in the ocean, do you like being in the water or on the sand? I like both. Um, I, I think it's definitely in the water. When you're in the water, do you like feeling the sun or do you like being underwater? I like being underwater. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Like seeing the fish. So <laughs> let's go back to the statement. I'm the blank that blanks. Okay. And f- do another iteration of it. <laughs> I, I guess I'm going to. I simplified it to my word. I said, I am a soul that finds awe and shares it. Awesome. How does that make you feel? Use your, use your hands as a barometer. I'd say it's, it's, it's definitely better than I am a soul that shares the evolution or soul that evolves and shares that evolution with others. Okay. But I feel it could still be a little bit stronger. I know without question it could be stronger. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'd like you to find another metaphor instead of soul. I am the okay. blank that blanks. And I already have ideas for you. Yeah. But I want you to write write one or two down. I'm going to write my ideas down and we'll go from there. Okay? Sweet. 
and everybody at home start playing with this, right? Iterations of this. Use metaphor in the sentence because metaphor allows you to um, become more expansive. Got it. All right. Okay. You ready? Tell me what you have. So I wrote, I am the universe that shares beauty. Awesome. How does that make you feel? Show me with your hands. It makes me feel good. It's it's big, but there's there's something I'm I feel like I'm missing. Yeah. So by the way, it's great and it's on your tree, but it's not your sole purpose yet. Yeah. So can I throw one out for you? Yeah, I would love to hear it. Okay. So tell me how this feels. Tell me how it lands for you. Okay. Right. I am the ocean whose waves empower everyone in the world to feel unconditional awe and wonderment. That's way better than mine. <laughs> How does it make you feel? Show me with your hands. It's bigger. It's a lot bigger. Okay. Can you say it one more time? I am the ocean whose waves empower everyone in the world to feel unconditional awe and wonderment. Hmm. Hmm. So good. I think um, maybe one slight word I would change is the wonderment. Okay. Because I feel like awe is kind of wonderment for me personally. Yep. Um, so what if we just said unconditional awe? Doesn't need to have wonderment. Hmm. I'm the ocean whose waves empower everyone in the world to feel unconditional awe. Hmm. How does that feel? Yeah, that's solid. Show me with your hands how it's making you feel. So it's, that may be it. That may just be it. There's a, there's a slight bit of doubt. Where's the doubt? That's important to talk about. Because if you're having doubt around this sentence, yeah. whatever we talk about is going to help everybody listening. Yeah, no, let's go into it. Um, a big part of what I see myself doing and growing into is helping people follow their dreams, helping people break through their limiting beliefs, traumas, um, and just believe bigger and kind of just go for what it is they want. And I know in that discovery, they'll find something greater than they ever thought they were looking for. Yep. That's been my experience. Yeah. Um, and that's really spirituality, a connection to God, things like that. So one of the things you love doing in the world yeah. is you help, you love help uh, helping others yes. in the discovery process. 100%. Okay. So if, if you had a choice yeah, and let's just say it was binary, yeah. right? And your choice was you can create a life where you're helping others discover what they want to do yes versus snapping your fingers and knowing everybody has found it which one would you choose that is a very interesting question i think my ego wants to say the first one of course because that's where you have fun <laughs> right and i don't want to take that away from you like you're going to get to do that right i'm talking about i'm, I'm talking about you recognizing where that limiting belief is yeah because i think the over like if I if I sit with it and think about it, I would like that's what that would change everything. Exactly. Yeah. So the place you go that has less ego, yeah. that you have to die to get there, yeah. is recognizing that what you want is for everybody to feel that feeling. 
Yeah. It's just that you got a lot of fun helping people feel that feeling. Right. And I'm grateful that you're doing that in the world and you're going to get to do that in the world. Yes. Thank you. Um, but you can only do that in the world if you feel more expansive than that. Mm. If you feel equal to that, anytime you mess up, you're going to like go down a rabbit hole. Yes. And I've, I've been there many times. So, so the goal here isn't to find something that's equal to how you feel on a daily basis. Yeah. It's to push you to the edge to feel even greater. Mm. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. And to recognize where your own limiting beliefs are. Yeah. Like other questions I would get from people when I talk about a, a statement like this is somebody would say, well, you're saying everyone in the world, I don't need to affect everyone in the world. I, I can't do that. I just want to, you know, I, that's too big for me. Yeah. That's not what you're saying, but that's a question. So I'm saying it to you. So as we model this, we could address it. Yeah. Right. So yeah. somebody who says that question to me, I'll say to them, okay, how many people do you want to affect? <laughs> right. And, right. And they start to see, they start to see like, sometimes there'll be like a hundred. Right. Or my friends and family. Right. And you know, as we start having that conversation, I'm like, great, your friends and family. So if my son shows up in your neighborhood, yeah, you don't want them to feel awe. Mm. You don't want my son to feel awe. No, that's <laughs> not what I mean. But my, my son isn't part of your friends and family at the moment. <laughs> So, right. so, so, so slowly we build from their limiting belief into the world. Expanded. That's not your question. I'm just saying it because it's right. No, makes sense. Right. It makes total sense. So I feel that we have a place that's, that's triggering an expansive feeling inside of you. Totally agree. hundred percent. It doesn't mean that we're, we're there right now it depends on what you say to me meaning we could be there for now we could be like david this is feeling expansive to me yeah and when i say this i go into an expansive place and if that's the case we could say okay great we have the first iteration of your soul purpose statement yeah and i'd say we got that great 100 percent. a couple solid. a couple things to be aware of yeah in the same way you just questioned it mm-hmm People will question this. People yeah. will question their own statement. Right. Sometimes they'll feel it and they'll question it a minute later, 10 minutes later, an hour, a day later. Yep. And it's their ego that's questioning it. Mm. It's their ego that's trying to protect them from actually being in and the I, capacity of doing that. I feel that in myself because I, you know, have the I have that awareness of like, ooh, there's some selfishness in this. <laughs> uh there's some yeah there's totally is but being honest with myself and knowing that it's there helps me move beyond it exactly. because i'm like at the end of the day it's not about me and i know it's not about me uh and i genuinely want to serve and i do come most alive when i do but i become most alive because i see what it's doing for somebody else and it's like it's a soul moment yeah. Yeah. And, and then the other thing to be aware of is that, as I said, this, this continues to grow. It yeah. always grows within us. And another thing that I hear people say is that, oh, this sounds cliche. Mm. So it can't be me because you could have come up with that for somebody else. Right. And what's important to understand is when something's cliche, it's cliche because it's been felt before. Yeah. And so, so what? What would happen if everyone in the world share the exact same purpose statement what would the world be like if they actually felt that yeah 
we get scared of cliche because we think if other people can feel that I'm not unique. Mm. And as we talked about earlier, true uniqueness, true leadership, true individuation comes from our ability to actually expand and connect. Yeah. And from there we can become unique mm. and share our uniqueness. This was really powerful. Uh, loved having the conversation with you. Thank yeah. You. Um, it's a little bit of a different episode than I've done in the past. Um, but it's equally as awesome. <laughs> and just because I have a trend on the podcast and I want to keep it going, I ask every uh, person I interview the same question. What was a time in your life that was really challenging, very difficult? You didn't know, you maybe couldn't see the other side of it. You don't have to tell me what happened, but part of like my purpose and sole purpose is to help people realize their limitations actually hold the key to their greatest power. And by sharing so many different blends of that through the different people I interview, I like them to share how like the, I'm, I'm butchering the question right now, but the most challenging thing in your life, what you did to overcome it and what you, who you became on the other side. And how did you see that pain as a gift? If you can think of anything and if not, just maybe share a challenge that you broke through and you realized, wow, I made it so much more. If anything, usually it's the first thing that comes to mind for people. Yeah, it's a great question, Anton. And, and I have something I can share with you and I'll, I'll share it and I'll say that every time we grow, every time I grow, it's when I hit one of those moments. Same. And so I'm not done hitting those moments, <laughs> no, right? They never end. So I'm, I'm just choosing one to give as an example. Yeah, totally. Uh, it was during the time of growing my first company, uh, things were stressful. Uh, I hadn't yet figured out how to manage my relationship with some of my investors. Um, we hadn't gotten over the hump. Things were financially difficult. I was already married, um, and already had, uh, our, our first child. Mm -hmm. and my aunt died in New York, who I was very close with. Mm. And my father was already starting to go downhill. And my father and his sister and my aunt were very close. Mm. And um, I'm, I'm Jewish, and in the Jewish religion, burial happens very quickly. Got it. And, um, I was notified of her death early in the morning. Um, I had, I had a board meeting that day. Um, I didn't have the understanding of what I needed to do to create capacity inside of my body. So you could understand how everything in my world was breaking down. Right. So this aunt that I love had just passed away. My father was not well and I needed to break the news to him. Mm. I had a board meeting and things at the company were not easy. And my relationship with certain members of the board wasn't easy. And I needed to get on a plane to go to New York. And I didn't know how to manage everything that I needed to like for me, 
that was more than I knew how to deal with in one day. Yeah. At the end of that day, I ended up not getting on the plane. Wow. And I had my own consequences that I created for myself for not being at that funeral. And it just has, you know, I, I visited her a lot in life and I, I'm, I know that that's okay holistically, but yeah. to this day, I wish I was at that funeral. Wow. And I needed to spend time with my dad and I needed to figure out how to break the news to him. And I was at a place in the company where I didn't know we would be successful yet. Like I was stressed. Yeah. And I think when, when we talk about, or when I talk about moments of feeling contraction in our body, like for me, I was contracted from the moment I woke up. Wow. That I, that stayed with me for days. Right. We don't need to stay in that place if we understand and remember who we really are. Mm. When so we true. understand and remember who we really are, we can have the capacity to deal with what none of us want to deal with. And that doesn't mean, God forbid, I'm in a place of stress again that I'll know always how to get there because I'm human. Right. But I certainly have the intellectual understanding and I have the embodiment of that understanding inside of me wow. that today I get to help other people discover how to create that for themselves in their lives. But that was a moment. I would say that that was a transitional moment where I knew things had to change. Wow. Do you feel like that was a big domino? I mean, in your work, life's work now. I mean, yeah. I mean, like I'm, like I've said, it's not as though that's the only right. example no, I, I can give. It's I the example I chose, but it was a demarcation point, yeah. right? Where one of my business partners who I love was, uh, was a, from the outside could understand where I was of course, and was saying to me, I got to take you to the airport. And and I wouldn't get in the car, right? And my wife was saying you should go, and I wouldn't get in the car. Like I was crumbling. Wow. So other people were able to see, but I couldn't see it Which because is... I was in it. I was my feeling was equal to my capacity. Wow. So it was a demarcation point for a deep understanding of how to create or what we needed to do. I didn't know how to do it then. Wow. Hmm. So essentially the lesson in that is to dedicate yourself to the work of expansion and making, you know, as best as possible to get in those states so you don't make a decision like that again and have pain and then share it though with others. Share it. It's it's really it's really a dedication of self-awareness. Yeah. Self-awareness is is one of the roads to create the expansion. Yes. Right. I didn't even understand that then, right? Like of I was so in it, I couldn't even understand. I couldn't even come out of my body enough to be self-aware of the moment. Yeah. I haven't shared that story, I don't think, with anybody um, before. So oh, that's... Wow. Uh, Thank you for sharing it. I think yeah. it's really powerful and I think it gives people a lot of perspective. Every time I ask the question, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a powerful uh, question. It's very, you know, it's deep and I love depth and I think that helps people. Um, Last question, our last thing is, is there anything else you would like to share to, to just make sure we have a wholesome picture here or anything that's coming to your mind on your heart 
that you want to share with everybody before we wrap it up? I enjoy being in this conversation with you tremendously. So I'm Same. grateful for you inviting me onto your, onto your show. Uh, there's always more to discuss truth. Uh, and, uh, and I love discussing it. So, um, there's no period at the end of discovery. Mm. Love that. Whew. Well, uh, thank you guys for tuning in. This was such a beautiful conversation with David and, I personally got a ton out of it and I hope you did too. I hope you really followed along with us and, and took these to heart so you can have a statement that impacts your life and something that you can go to at any moment and make a make an energetic shift. Even if it's this big, that's better than you know the contraction before. So make sure you follow David on social media, on Instagram, David Samuel Strauss, uh, on Twitter, David Strauss, and uh, check him out. And he's got some really good stuff. And if you want to find your sole purpose, maybe DM him and he can work with you directly. Um, what's your, what's your website again? Uh, my company website is reasonv.com. And, and I'll just, I'll just say, um, I'm not working one-on-one -on -one with a lot of people right oh, okay. now. Got so it. I'm very grateful if, if somebody wants to work with me, but yeah. I like to do that in, in group sessions, in, in groups on, okay. Excuse me. On occasion, I'll still take on a, a one-on-one -on -one client. Right. Um, but yeah. And I do my best to respond to DMs because I, I like to be accessible, but um, I'm not necessarily looking to. Got it. Yeah. No worries. Well, follow him on Instagram for daily wisdom. And um, he does group workshops as well. So yeah. check those out. And thank you so much for tuning in. If you like this episode, uh, please make sure to like, subscribe, comment. Uh, I would love to hear your sole purpose statement if you, if you came to one. Uh, and even if it's not perfect, maybe just share it anyways, because who knows, maybe David could chime in and, and give some feedback. So thank you guys so much, and we'll see you again next week.